Welcome to Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. I'm Nate Langelli. And I'm Krista Milanovich. Today on the pod, we're going to get into the topic of morale. Morale. How are you feeling, by the way, ladies and gents? Well, like I said, we... Lady and gent. <laughs> a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we switched chairs in this studio, and my morale, boom, shot right up. Straight through the roof. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what made my morale go up today? What's that? There Seeing us. There is a new water fountain that has been installed next to the girls restroom down by my classroom oh yeah i'm ecstatic oh wait 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 for your bubble to be burst why don't you tell her the news fits what about what about up in your hallway beside your room hasn't how long has that water fountain been up there long enough to have saved 229 bottles of water so far mr langelli is it one of those it is. Uh, we're at 800-something down here. I feel like we should have a little 800 challenge. 800-something? Well, so clearly that thing has been there it's longer than mine. Well, it's right by the cafeteria Or it's area. getting used. That's fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have used it once. Exciting. Uh, I need to drink more water. So, so do that's, I. That's my own fault. Yes, it's I do too. Um, it's great. I think it's, it's wonderful. Great. It's a huge improvement. I used to I used to kind of walk around and try to find the fountain that has the had the, the, the best flow, if you mm, will. Right? Mm-hmm. You know? Just to be able to uh, to fill my bottle as quickly as possible. I like it. Yeah. This is great. Speaking of filling your bottle as, as you know, like mm-hmm. the glass yeah. half full, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you will. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the Nalgene half full. Um, really? I mean, why not? All right. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's good for the environment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Anyway, on. so uh, bell ringer here. Uh, not an exaggeration, but uh, back to our topic. Teachers are leaving the profession by the thousands. Say it again. Teachers thousands? are leaving the profession by the thousands, which I find unbelievable. But for whatever reason, there are fewer and fewer people going into teaching and fewer who make a career out of it. And there's many factors contributing contributing to it, obviously. But today we're going to just focus on one, teacher morale. Maybe they need more water fountains. Maybe they do. <laughs> what contributes positive teacher morale? What contributes to positive teacher morale and what can be done to prevent teacher burnout? Those are some questions that uh, we're going to explore here coming up. And we'll get right into it after this word from Pharrell Williams. Well, welcome back, if you're still listening. Thank you. Full disclosure, though, we've previously discussed the topic of teacher morale with none other than KK, a.k.a. Chuckles, Mr. Keith Kavalik, Season 2, Episode 9, titled R-E-S-P-E-C-T. We primarily focused on the perception of the teaching profession by society at large today and how that affects teacher morale. So we're not going to do that today. We're going to kind of tackle it at a different angle. So... Before we do that, though, I think it's important to distinguish between teacher morale and teacher burnout. Sometimes I think those terms are interchanged, and uh, there's a caution out there. So, so I looked it up, you know, because I like to be factual. Morale, here's your definition. It's defined as the confidence, enthusiasm, and discipline of a person or group at a particular time. So there you go for morale. Talking about burnout, though, according to the American Psychological Association, they say, what many fail to realize is that burnout is actually work-induced depression. According to research published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology, there's a significant overlap between burnout and depression. 
More specifically, educators experiencing burnout simultaneously exhibit depressive symptoms, including, but not limited to, loss of interest or pleasure in activities, mood swings, and fatigue. Overall, the higher the burnout symptoms, the more depressive traits they exhibit. So this is about mental health is what they're trying to get at. And and they also go on to say that just doing things to boost morale, things such as maybe you take a day off personal day, or maybe you go on a trip, that they're not necessarily going to address the underlying issues with burnout. Uh, So it needs to be addressed more uh, in terms of mental health. And we addressed that that was our first episode, I believe, of this season when when K-Mills came on board with us there. (laughs) So they go on to say that burnout should be treated as mental health concern and simply uh, not be addressed as maybe improving morale. So we just didn't want to kind of confuse the two terms. So we're going to focus more on morale for the episode today. So speaking of morale, where are we? Yahoo Finance put out a report that found teacher optimism has fallen dramatically from 50% in 2018 to 34% in 2019, according to the Educator Confidence Index from Huffington Mifflin Harcourt HMHC. I don't know, you. that seems like a big drop. Are you guys feeling that? Do you feel the drop? I hope not. I feel optimism? Yeah. Uh, I think it ebbs and flows. Yeah, I like that. I like the word ebb. The index is a part of the Educational Publisher's fifth annual Educator Confidence Report, which is done in conjunction with YouGov. So the report and survey of more than 1,300 K-12 teachers and administrators reveals that teacher optimism and confidence has decreased significantly since 2015. The current overall teacher confidence index stands at 43 on a scale of 0 to 100. I don't know about your math skills. That looks like a failing grade to me. Scores do, however, vary by location with teachers in the Midwest. Are we considered Midwest? Mm, No. Not quite. Maybe if you cross the border into Ohio, right? having the highest confidence scores of 56, while teachers in the South have the lowest at 37. The significant decrease in optimism this year shows that the mounting pressures put on teachers have reached a tipping point, said Jack Lynch, CEO of Upton Mifflin Harcourt. So according to the foundation, this is another piece here, the Foundation for Economic Education, research done by the Economic Policy Institute, found the teacher shortage in the United States could reach 200,000, 200,000, the shortage of teachers by 2025. It's only five years away. And there apparently there is 110,000 teacher shortage in 2018. There are 3.6 million teachers in the United States with roughly 288,000 leaving each year, many before retirement age. The article goes on to say that according to Dr. Richard uh, Ingersoll of the University of Pennsylvania, teacher turnover is mostly driven by dissatisfaction, end quote. So Kristen K. Mills, what is causing this dip in morale and why are so many leaving the profession, in your humble opinion? You know, I find it to be interesting that there are, um, that there's going to be such a large shortage. And it's I huge, do, huge. I know here though, in Western Pennsylvania, we don't always feel that shortage. I don't know about you guys, but when I was initially interviewing, looking for jobs in the South, there were always, the South and out West was always hiring. Um, but here, if staying at home, it didn't seem to be as badly. Would you agree? I, I would. Yes. I would agree, and I, and I think that you know just those uh, the confidence index there that they talked about. You know, forty. What was that? Forty three. Forty three in the Midwest. No, I'm sorry. It was fifty. Oh, sorry. Forty three overall, but it was 50, higher in the Midwest, lower 56. in the South. Okay, so I mean, a lot of that could just be job security. I mean, you figure like a lot of uh, the southern areas are growing dra- like dramatically, and so they have to kind of uh, restructure districts, build schools. Um, higher teachers, um, they're not collectively bargaining down there right. a lot of times out right. west. Yes. And so w- um, when you're able to just kind of arbitrarily um, remove a teacher, 
um, it would probably, I think, affect your job performance and your probably Optimism, satisfaction. On the, sure, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like the, the, yep. the security, the job security not being there. Correct. Probably yeah, I would a, agree with that. There's, there seems to be a correlation in my mind anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. So in an article that was put out by Ed Surge podcast titled, Many Frustrated Teachers Say It's Not Burnout, It's Demoralization. Uh, It states a few years ago, Chrissy Romano began to experience something that may sound familiar to a lot of teachers, burnout or not burnout exactly, but demoralization. Uh, Romano is an Ed Surge columnist and had spent about 27 years in the classroom teaching everything from first grade to middle school in her home state of New Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey. But while teaching middle school a few years ago, she began to feel the squeeze from high stakes testing, administrator turnover and battles over curriculum scripting. It was making it hard for her to do good work. Worse, it began sapping her love of teaching. I did get to a point where I saw the kids were coming in and their love of reading and writing was just slowly going out the door. They were just coming in and sitting down, reluctantly opening up their books. But I seemed to feel the same way. Experts like Bowdoin College Education Chair Doris Santoro, author of the book Demoralized, define the concept in moral terms. According to Santoro, almost all teachers have moral reasons for getting into the profession, and I would absolutely agree with that. But systemic pressures such as top-down initiatives or punitive evaluation systems can deplete teacher autonomy. As a result, teachers may feel they can no longer tap into what makes their work morally good and that they can start to feel frustrated or ashamed of the work they're doing. So in short, they no longer feel like they're good teachers. So that's what this article had stated. So... If that's the case, then it's possible that the optimism and everything is gone. Aaron, it all seems out of our hands, right? So what would you say? Um, I definitely think, I mean, I, I, you can't under understate the importance of autonomy. That's that's one thing. I mean, I, that, that's one thing that we're, we're very fortunate to have here. I know that every teacher has that luxury, but to be able to kind of make your own decisions and uh, trial and error and things like that. We're learning just like the kids do. And I oh, think yeah. And that. I fail a lot. A lot of errors on my end every day. Every day. <laughs> no judgment over here. <laughs> um, I definitely think you also have to block out the static. Um, anytime you surround yourself with, you know, toxic elements, you're going to be kind of down in the muck with it. Um, right. And that that's not going to do, do well for you for sure. Um, if you're doing your due diligence, in and out of the classroom to educate your students, there is a little more that you can do to affect their performance on standardized tests. So, you know, if do your work, work hard, you know, do the research, but um, there's only so much that you can do. There are many factors that are outside your control. I would um, also, to be fair though, from my perspective, I'm sure teachers actually, it's different. I don't have kids directly tied to my scores, right? Like teachers who have students that take the tests, that go to their scores, that go to their evaluation, I have a different perspective because I don't feel right. I don't feel that I know? did I don't now I, yeah I did but right. when I when I did I, I thought you know I'm I'm going to do everything I possibly can mm-hmm. to, to to give it my best and make sure that you know, we're meeting the standards and that I'm giving them a, right. a, a balanced education but I also knew that I couldn't take the test for them I couldn't make them do well you know I could well if you wanted them to cheat tools. you could it's <laughs> <laughs> a whole different stuff. Um, I'm going to throw my dad a bone here and pass along some words of wisdom that he once shared with me that I find particularly relevant here. And he always, he always said that there's no sense in worrying about things you can't control because what will be will be. Likewise, there's no sense in worrying about things you can control because if you can control them, you will. Um, while administrative turnover and curriculum reform are justifiable reasons for concern, remember two things. First, these things are not unique to education. 
and even a career change won't shield you from bosses that you may not agree with or less agreeable work responsibilities. And second, all of these things are temporary. A former colleague once advised me never to leave a job because of an administrator, school board discord, and the like, because all of those things can change and usher in an entirely different vibe. To echo that point, I've had three principals and five assistant principals in my nine and a half years teaching. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that some contributing factors are beyond our control, and that can prove to be extra frustrating when some of those contributors should be boosting rather than hampering our morale. According to several sources, our coworkers are partly to blame, according to a We Are Teachers editorial that was published called when bad apples ruin teaching for the rest of us. And here's an excerpt. That sounds like a title you'd come up with. Get I know. Yeah. It is bad a word, apples. A word play? No. Nah, I mean, get teachers get apples, right? Isn't that the apple for the teacher? Have you ever gotten it? I've, never, ever, have, I've never gotten an apple. Have you never seen the logo for Pod for Teacher with the apple? Have you ever gotten an apple from a student? Once, I think. Would you eat it? I did not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that student was, well, I don't remember who that was, but I hope they're not listening. Um, I don't think I've ever their, gotten Their whole life is now just crushed. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, how was that person? He just threw it in the trash. Oh, uh, moving, moving on. Moving on. Um, uh, an excerpt from that piece uh, goes like this. Chances are you don't have to look too far to find a bad apple. If there's not one in your school parking lot, faculty restroom, or weekly department meeting, just turn on the news. That's where bad teachers always seem to get the focus, putting us all in a negative light, which isn't fair. Bad apples also want to, po- uh, to poison the whole barrel. They're intent on spreading their contagion, laziness, corruption, negativity, and circulating, circulating among the good, seeking out potential fellow wallowers. Their misery not only loves company, it thrives on it. So, well... That all are who, uh, so well, so well, excuse me, that all who are exposed feel worse about their jobs. But there is hope. Sure, over the years I've worked with plenty of bad apples, but they have been few and far between. Almost every teacher I know builds relationships with their students. And almost every teacher I know loves coming to school on a daily basis. Almost every teacher I know still can't believe they get paid to do what they do. And I'm sure most teachers would agree with me because most teachers are the good ones. So that's I like how it ended positively there. Ended yeah, positively. Yeah, yeah. So Nate, um, if low morale is the disease, what are our options when our coworkers are the symptom? You, you made me, while you're reading that, made me think of the movie, was it Bad Teacher with Cameron, Cameron Diaz? Is mm-hmm. that the, the movie? Yeah. Um, maybe we can bring back the game show Weakest Link. You familiar? Remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. No, I, I digress. Because uh, the truth is that um, most of us can con- control, though, how we, we react. So when I'm around negative people, I can choose to respond positively. And I know it sounds cliche, right? We make these choices and all that. But it, I mean, it is it is true. I mean, it could be, we hear a lot of things, even when students say things that could bring us down, like it's still our choice to respond and you know how, how we react to that. So even if they disagree with me, when I respond maybe positively, that's fine. I'm responsible for myself and my actions. I, I look this up and it's estimated that we make around, you know, take a guess. I mean, you can probably see it there. 35,000 decisions every day. That seems Every like a day. lot. That does. But seem they're like saying a lot. a lot of them are more, maybe more, like maybe you're moving your fingers right now, correct? Or you can choose to keep reading, or you choose to keep talking. So mm-hmm. a lot of them are more minor decisions, not major ones. But I just think your brain's always going. That's like, a lot of choices. Should I go to the bathroom now, or wait eighty minutes till the end of the next block to try to, to try to go? Well, are you asking right now? Because you can just get up and go, man. I don't want you having any like kidney problems right now. Oh, thank like you. That. I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's every day we make these choices. Um, a lot of them are minor, but it's a good reminder that we have a responsibility to make the best choices possible for every day. 
And again, sounds kind of simple or silly, but it's true. The article concerning coworkers with negative attitudes, they did give a few practical tips. They said, one, ignore or, or avoid them. I guess you can duck and cover, run and hide. Oh, they're coming, boom, other way down the hall, <laughs> if that's your approach. Two, don't do an outside of school hobby with them. They say like going for walks or back to school shopping as those are prime quote unquote poisoning times. Seems a little dramatic. Three, don't engage in discussing or criticizing bad apples with others, especially students. And four, whatever you do, don't join mm -hmm. them. What do we think initially of those uh, four tips and I there? Think it reminds me of this um, book that I had at one point in my life, and I wasn't always a teacher. And the book that was given to me in my job at the time was called the QBQ. And it stands for the question behind the question. That's what the QBQ stands for. And the whole book is about personal accountability. And the whole book is about flipping around situations so that you view it from your own perspective versus viewing it from, oh, geez, look what they did or look what they're doing versus what can I do to make this situation different? So when it says don't join them, like it's real easy to get on the bandwagon and, and start, oh, yeah, I know, blah, 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 blah. But if you take the QBQ approach and ask the questions behind the question and say, you know what, what can I do to spin this? You're going to have a whole different perspective. Yeah, and I'm not sure that the second one there says don't do a outside of school hobbies with them as that's prime poisoning. I guess I can kind of see their point. But on the flip side, is like maybe I could be a positive influence in their life if we go do something outside of school. Right. Like give them a fresh way to look at things too. Mm -hmm. So I get what they're trying to say. Maybe not just, you know, keep away, keep it. But at the end of the day, you know, you still got to be you. Yep. Um, most of us have similar external pressures. I know tested subjects are under a, a different microscope like we talked about. But within a building, many things apply to everybody across the board, whether it's uh, school-wide, district-wide, those sort of things. Uh, but with that being said, I believe a lot of morale deals with perspective. I love that word. I talk about it a lot with my students. It makes me think, too, like we get into teaching to try and help students become – but then – as we're dealing with colleagues or administrators, like we should have that same mentality, right? Maybe we, we can improve something, right? We have a good idea uh, instead of trying to bring, you know, be negative about right. it. So can things be improved? Absolutely. Should we work towards those improvements? Yes. But we can still choose positivity in the face of negativity. And that's true. Absolutely true. And I think and we should have t-shirts made. I like, <laughs> I like that plan. And I will tell you that one of our coworkers here who, um, I don't know, obviously, you know, my classroom's on the first floor. And there's not many other teachers around. And then all of a sudden we have a new teacher who came and her name is Mrs. April English. And I don't know if you guys see her on a daily basis, but her positivity is contagious. And um, she is, we're going to sit down with her when we come back. She's our most recent Hope Award winner. And uh, don't go anywhere. The views and opinions expressed on the Pod for Teacher are solely those of the authors and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Freedom Area High School or the Freedom Area School District. Any account of this podcast without written consent of McGruff the Crime Dog is strictly prohibited. We're now joined by April English, our life skills teacher at the high school. Welcome to Pod for Teacher. Welcome. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Since April joined our school district last spring, she, along with her life skills students, began a project that we now know as Cafe 116. Woo -woo. Can you tell our listeners about Cafe 116 and how it all came about? 
Yes, sure. So Cafe 116 is our own coffee shop. So our life skills students um, send out a Google form to teachers Monday morning. We collect orders on Thursday. They then put it into a spreadsheet um, and we deliver Friday morning. So they are responsible for preparing the orders, um, getting everybody's order straight and then delivering, making change. So this all came about to um, work with social skills for my life skills students, um, as well as some math and um, making change skills, things and like that. It is delicious. I get a delivery every week. I'll be honest. Unless, I mean, I get the email. Sometimes I forget. To... We've had some slackers, but wow. it's all right. I submitted it this week, though. So oh, I saw hoping, that. I'm Go hoping ahead. I don't have a sneezer, though, as a coffee. Like, I don't know. Are you going to doctor it? No. We wash our hands. I, we wear I, gloves. I, mm-hmm. 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 She, she runs a tight ship over there. You yeah. think I don't like germs? Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Hairnets are involved. Yeah. It's great. I haven't seen you wear a hairnet. You need to I, come I need in to on stop baking in, days. I guess, yes. Apparently. I look good in a hairnet. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But our topic for today has been about teacher morale. So <clears throat> you've been in different school districts. I have. And I'm just curious with your background. What has brought joy to your teaching experiences? J-O-Y. I can spell. Very good. Thank you. So I have to say that I love our coffee shop. That has definitely brought me joy. Um, Personally, I love seeing that the students or the teachers have supported my efforts and my students by ordering each week. So we have a... About 15 to 20 teachers that order every week, which is great. So the weeks that I forget, we're closer to 15 than the weeks I remember. Yes. Mm. I've done it. I haven't forgotten too much, though. Just a couple times. Very good. And the students have come to know what teachers were creatures of habit. So they come to know their orders. And, woo, Fitz is changing it up a little bit with the French vanilla. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) As I I told you, I'm a coffee noob. You know, mm-hmm. so like I, I gotta, I gotta see what works and see what doesn't work. You know, and I, I, I still, you didn't know this, you guys didn't know this, but the, I remember the first time I, I put on French vanilla creamer and sugar, and, she, and April called me and she's like, oh, but it really? was also a pumpkin. Oh, it was spice. pumpkin spice. It was pumpkin spice, pumpkin and, spice and, and, and sugar and French vanilla. Along with some cream oh, and sugar. And she's like, oh. do you realize that this is all like in a clash maybe? Be like, way too sweet. I was like, I don't know anything about what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so part of it is educating about coffee, yeah, which is great. I'm does. learning so much. <laughs> but do you even like coffee though? Not? not at all. I, yeah. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's a, do you give it to a student in your class? No, I need the oh. caffeine. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But, but why know. not just more tea? Uh, it's, it just doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't pack the punch, you know. <laughs> mm, need, need it on that Friday to get me over the finish line. And I and I should say for our, our faithful listeners that April here um, used to work with my wife, and my wife is very upset that April no longer works with her. Mm. She wants her back, but she can't have. No, her. she cannot have. <laughs> now, she, Amy, she does. Amy doesn't listen to this podcast, but uh, I told Amy, her you need to. I told her that you were going to be on it, and she said she'd at least fast forward to your. Your part okay, of it. Okay, great. Very good. Um, Thank so, you, Amy. I love you and miss you. <laughs> uh, so if that's like the joyful side, on the flip side, though, with morale, I'm sure there's some frustration, some bumps along the road. What, what are some things that maybe you've encountered that fit that category more in the teaching realm? So sometimes I feel like maybe teachers complain about things that kind of are out of our control. No. Mm, Weird yeah. that you bring that up. <laughs> no. That's very no. much a part of this episode. I don't complain. No, okay. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, some teachers. I didn't say that. <laughs> Definitely not. So, right. So that can bring down morale. Um, my take on it is if we can't control it, then, hey, you have a choice. Do you want to be miserable about it or do you want to be happy about it? 
Why do you so, have to call me out like that? I'm feeling accused. I'm feeling attacked. Mm. So um, since you brought that up, um, you, you always just seem like you're in such a good mood and it kind of picks <laughs> up people around you, I, I have to say. Um, what do you Take hiding? that, Amy. What, what, are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are you hiding? <laughs> Deep, no, dark, no, 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 um, just depressed. Just so kidding. Just kidding I, on that. I um, just feel like you're, you're, you know, you're given a choice with it. Do right. I want to have a miserable day or do I want to have a great one? And I just choose to have a. I just choose to have a good day. It's just much better than a miserable one. Sure. Um, so, like, well, what advice would you have other than you know you have a choice? But what other advice would you have for colleagues that might find it more difficult to look on the bright side and get the most out of this job? <laughs> Drink more coffee. <laughs> Drink more coffee. Mm-hmm. Order from Cafe One Sixteen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Having students bring a smiling face to your coffee Friday morning mm-hmm. will definitely help out. I think that's. Uh, I I definitely it makes my Friday. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And I make a big deal about it, right? When the kids come in and then even my students see it, I do think that increasing that morale is a choice. So that's good. Um, Now, obviously you hadn't been here, you know, you're newer to our high school. So based off what you see, like, how do you feel this time of year? Do you think this time of year affects morale differently than springtime? Oh, definitely. So we're, you know, doom and gloom outside with the Mm -hmm. weather. Um, we just came off a Christmas break, and then some kids just can't quite get back into the loop. Um, other districts do a block scheduling such as we do, but they have an everyday schedule. So in January, they switch to a whole new semester. Okay. I feel like that gives a fresh start hmm. and um, kind of gets back into the excitement of first day of school and, okay, I have a new start. Maybe I didn't do so well first semester, but I'm going to turn over a new over. leaf. And so... Um, I'm I feel sorry, like that did could you help. say people have a f- excitement about first days of school? Yes. Am, I, am I missing? Is this a, is this a what? new bold? Yes. No, I love it. I love, I it. love the first day of school. But it is very cloudy around here. It's just geography. It's right. sad. You know, serotonin. We need it. We need yeah. serotonin. I need yeah. sunshine. Lots yeah. of lights. I mean, Fitz is my sunshine in the building. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you can't see blushing on the uh, on the airwaves. You can't. But you if you can't. know Fitz, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we've talked a lot about uh, teachers leaving the profession before, you know, our interview here with you, particularly even before like retirement age because of things like low morale, other factors are at play as well. What advice do you have then? Okay. If you had to, in your experience, from what you've seen in different districts, in order to help maybe help teachers even just like recharge their batteries, try and, you know, get back because we are in, like you said, the doldrums, if you will, between January, February, this part of the time of year with the clouds lack of sunshine, and all that sort of stuff. So recharging batteries, helping teachers over the hump, if you will. Right. I agree. So um, we do a brain break in our class. Um, There was a whole study in, um, hmm, maybe it was Belgium, where they took brain breaks. And they went outside for a walk. They went to the gym. They ran. And then um, this American teacher went over and was like, that's ridiculous. We don't need brain breaks. We need to work hard and we need to get our work done. And um, his test scores went down in their class. And so um, I think it just helps recharge. You know, block schedules are long. It's long for kids to sit and think. So halfway through, we do a brain break. And when it's nice outside, we take a walk, quick walk around the building um, or something like that. But I feel like it helps if you do a fresh lesson or just just a little break from the norm. So when it's not nice outside, what are some things that you do for brain break? Um, so 
we do a rock paper scissors championship. Nice, <laughs> right? Why haven't we been invited? Um, hey, come down. Okay, yeah. all right, mm -hmm. come down. I'll, I'll we do a little skills. tournament. Rock paper scissors. My, our five year old, she's pretty good at it, so I get practice. Very good. Mm hmm. Yes, we did a whole um, study on rock paper scissors at home on a yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. yes. Anyway, I feel so, like I'm going to institute that. Little brain breaks. Um, run to something green in the classroom. Run to something yellow. Little colors. Just, just a little something, just to get them stop thinking for a minute. Do you eat Belgian waffles? I do. Oh, I figured study from Belgium. A uh, little connection there, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Very good. I throw things sometimes. And that, that connects work? to not physical violence, but you know, to realize, you know, mixing it up a bit. Oh, maybe, gotcha. Maybe a, a stress ball here or there. You know, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> well, um, kind of like what Kristen was saying, I, I have to say that every Friday when you and the kids come around with a coffee cart, that is just like 30 seconds of my day after a long week that just, it's just kind of heartening to see how much joy something like that brings them. And then that kind of comes back on us. And then, you know, it's, it's a nice little way to kind of end the week and restore some faith in humanity for sure. Um, so thank you very much for making that so, possible. So before awesome. you came along thank with you. that, Fitz had no more faith in humanity. Oh. He was done. He was out. <laughs> I would also add this, though. It's not just on Fridays, but in the office, you guys supply every day right. the caffeine. We do. And I drink a lot of it every day. And so every day, that little pick-me-up. Right. It sounds silly, perhaps, but a nice cup of coffee. Oh, my goodness. I know, that does right? wonders. I know. It does wonders. Yes. Well, I was going to say, I know I. it's also fun, I think, on Fridays when you get that surprise, right? Like, so if a teacher has, like, treated to everyone or someone, anonymous donor, I don't know if you were ordering at that point, but mm. there there were a couple. A week. What's that? Haven't missed a week. Oh, so is that, that a dig at me? You've been, Are you taking a dig? A little, yeah. Wow. A little bit. <laughs> wow. But I think that's wonderful that um, it's a pay it forward type thing and it's a great cause. So if if someone was interested in treating everyone, should mm -hmm. they just contact you? or Yes, contact mm -hmm. me. Teachers that have done it in the past kind of sneak in in the morning when students aren't there because we don't tell the students either that oh. who had treated. So it does. It makes, um, it gives a buzz about the whole day. day. We get emails, thank you, Coffee Fairy. Mm -hmm. And even the kids are super excited and they try and guess who it might be. So, so, so mm -hmm. can some of our listeners out there, if they want to, they can say, hey, you know, here's it for all the teachers. Absolutely. Here. <laughs> wow. Yes. Cafe yep. 116. Just contact me, A English at Freedom okay. You could be our first actual sponsor because we put out random sponsorships and no no company has really contacted us yet. To, oh, that to would truly be perfect. Cafe 116 is in. Is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, the whole thing is it's making a, it's, it's made a huge difference. It's making a huge difference. Yes. And uh, awesome. not just by providing us with the, the requisite amount of caffeine mm. to get us over the, the weekly finish line there. Um, but uh, one other thing I guess I will mention before we go is the um, district social media accounts. Keep an eye on those because once in a while, Cafe 116 needs your help restocking the shelves mm. so they can uh, provide the, uh, these uh, great opportunities for, for the life skills students here. So keep an eye on that social media, uh, FASD Bulldogs, and uh, whenever they need your help, they'll be grateful for it. Very so, good. Thank nice you plug. so much. When we come back, the exit ticket. Stick around. Pod for Teacher is brought to you by Dad Jokes. Because effectively ruining anything teenagers think is cool is one of Fitz's favorite pastimes. It's true. It's true. Look out, Heyday. You're next. Very few things are as satisfying as a collective groan of disapproval. All right, everybody. 
What have we learned? A.A. Ron, you are up to bat. I've learned that I, pr- I probably need to seek out April English a little bit more often in I my agree. daily routine. <laughs> right? She's like, great. Every time I interact with her or her students, I feel better. I do. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't, I'm not one to wallow. I do, you know, <laughs> I, I'd like to be optimistic and stay, stay positive and stuff. But just when, the, when I have those interactions, it's, it's always a good thing. So um, on a broader scale, I'd say, you know, we need to find uh, – or I've learned that not just me but anybody – um, kind of need to find those opportunities to uh, to kind of surround yourselves with positive people and positive vibes and, and to kind of let that kind of guide your your path because um, you know like everything that we do is reflected in how we teach and you know our students are kind of the the recipients of that whole thing right. you know so the, the more positive we can be and you know, uh, the, uh, the higher our morale, the, the better our, I think our teaching will be and our students will benefit. And, and we're not naive. This is not, oh, you know, you just think more positive thoughts and everything's going to be hunky-dory 100% all day long. But it, it could go a long way in helping have a better perspective as to when difficult times arise as to be able to judge, okay, maybe this isn't as big of a deal as I initially thought, be able to work right. through it. Um, some things are big issues and some things can be struggles. But if you have higher morale. Maybe you'll be more willing to maybe seek out other colleagues for help or talk to administrators or whatever it is, instead of trying to maybe say like, oh, this is, everything's just terrible. And I think that that could go a long way too. So um, perspective, we'll we'll get another t-shirt made. Why not? I mean, geez, you're keeping keeping us very busy. I don't Um, actually order the forms. I haven't gone through and done that yet. So you can wait. Sounds good. No, No rush. You know, I've learned quite a bit and I've gone through a considerable amount of training on, I don't know, just like workplace environment behavior Mm -hmm. right and i i can employ and i can talk about everything that i've learned and i mean sure we could talk about the fact that you know there's no like quote-unquote break but in the school year between christmas break and easter break and teachers are tired and it's but it that qbq book is honestly one of something that i try and utilize and what i've learned is by saying geez, what can I do to make it different? Like, gee, maybe maybe we need to be talking to other teachers and be like, I like this brain break, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'll take a brain break. I mean, can I, I'd like to brain break right now, as a matter Rock, of Rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's something that so, oftentimes the most simplest solutions or the simplest things that could make an impact, we don't think of ourselves. And when negativity starts down that spiral or low morale starts down the spiral, in my job that I had where we read that QBQ, it seemed to be like that was what people said to us. Well, like, well, did you do the QBQ? Like, no matter what you were talking about with your direct supervisor or anything, well, what's your QBQ, right? And you're like, oh, like, I just want to, right? But thinking that way and being like, what is my QBQ? How do I make this better? Helps put things into perspective, for everyone. Well, like, how could you change that by doing the QBQ? How would you feel differently if you did the QBQ? So actually, I feel like we all need the QBQ and I'll just buy it. Right. And we'll just we'll have a book club. Is there more to it than just the title, though? Question behind the question. There, or is, it, that, is it just a one page book? Is that no, what it's, oh, it's, okay. it's a small book. There's just there's scenarios <laughs> yeah, and sure, stories sure. that deal with life and business. And it's how you are going to take personal accountability. And I think this applies like. Fitz mentioned you're talking about it in your previous jobs. Like this sort of low morale is not like teacher specific. Like everybody in almost any industry probably has these issues that they're dealing with. Coworkers they don't get along right. with, 
you know, like initiatives that they maybe disagree with, bosses that they don't see out. And like I said, we've talked about that. And so I think it's important. Like these are sort of things that maybe everybody can try and look at to try and say, like, how can I improve yeah. the situation where I'm at? Where I'm at? Exactly. Right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Follow us on Twitter at pod for teacher You can find me at A. Fitzpatrick CJE. I'm at N. Langelli. And I'm at K. Milanovich. Smash that subscribe button. But don't crack your screen. Smash it. And if you're feeling extra magnanimous, <laughs> leave a rating and a review wherever you found our pod. We like stars as much as I like carbs. That's a lot. Also, keeping <laughs> score at home. <laughs> and review so more people find us and connect. Oh, I love it. Uh, until next time, Pavica. Oh, stop it. Stop it. It's working. <laughs> no, it's not. We'll see. Great. I love it. Goodbye. Bye. See ya.